welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, we're going to be talking about communication, trust, and intimacy in our relationships. So important to understand how communication, how trust, and how intimacy is impacted in our relationships if we're not operating at our highest selves. So in this particular episode, I've got a new guest. We're going to welcome Gemma Nice. She's a sex and relationship coach. So welcome, Gemma. Thank you. Thank you so much. For, yeah, I'm really excited to be on the show. So thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So before we get stuck into the subject of communication, trust and intimacy, which we know that I should think the vast majority of listeners will have had issues around any one of those three, if not all, <laughs> in terms of <laughs> how that might be something that's impacted their relationships. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself, Gemma, and how you got involved in this particular area of expertise? Yeah, so uh, for 19 years, I was a veterinary nurse, and now I am a yoga coach and relationship coach. And back in, what was it, 2006, uh, I was a head nurse, head veterinary nurse of a branch practice, and I was heading up eight to 10 people. And there was one day where this, where we'd had an argument my husband and i had had an argument on that day and a dog nearly died because of me because i was it was in i think it was just like a general routine anesthetic and i was part of the anesthetic i was doing it and i wasn't concentrating i was thinking about this scratch on my car i think the argument was about and then i just was like oh my god this dog nearly died so i came home and i said to darren my husband right, we need to go on a long holiday. We need to get away from here because we were like working different shifts all the time. I was really stressed out with my job. He was stressed with his job and we just weren't seeing each other. And then we went backpacking around the world. It was something that I always wanted to do, but I was like, right, we need to do something drastic here. <laughs> now yeah. I'm not saying go and uh, yeah, go around the world backpacking to, to help yourselves. But that, uh, well, we started off in south africa and even like just the first couple of days were just amazing that we found that connection again which we'd lost and it just it just felt so much better like the whole both of us felt better the connection felt better everything just felt so much better that we had actually come back to ourselves and found ourselves again and then when we got to thailand so we stayed in each country for around about six weeks and when we got to thailand we were just hanging on this beach and I just saw five Thai people doing like really weird things in the sand and I thought that's weird I want to do that and it was yoga so I came back well when we got to Malaysia I bought a book an idiot's guide to yoga um which then I was just yeah doing lots of yoga different yoga poses everywhere got to New Zealand and bought a mat which actually I still have I think it's under the bed but I still do have it <laughs> and then I just I fell in love with yoga and yoga helped me repair my relationship and also like the relationship we've had with each other 
But then in 2012, um, I suffered a miscarriage and then kind of breath work and yoga helped me through that and helped Darren through that as well. And then I, I kind of pivoted with, with like relationship stuff. And I then went on to have two children, two healthy children, two healthy pregnancies. Everything was fine after that. But trying to get through that miscarriage as well, there was lots of just... I don't know, resistances that we'd had and yoga and breath like really, really helped me. So then I took on a business coach in 2019 and she was like, well, everyone's a yoga teacher, which they mainly are. <laughs> and she's like, well, you need something else. Like you've got a 20 odd year relationship, which now is 23 year relationship. So you know about relationships. So do that and use your well-being, all of your knowledge for that. And that is exactly what I do now. I left the well, I got furloughed in 2020, as did everybody. Um, and then they want me wanted me to go back to the vet, but actually it didn't work in the end. And I was like, right, I'm just gonna go now and just go off on my own, do relationship coaching, do yoga coaching. And yeah, it's just it's been so nice. And then actually this year I've kind of pivoted again um to more sex stuff because i i really love talking about sex it doesn't bother me what in the slightest and like being british and i know you're in spain but <laughs> being british everybody doesn't really want to talk about it and i'm like well i can i don't mind so yeah quite a few people my clients will come to me and say it's amazing that you can just talk about this you're open you're honest it's needed out there and i'm happy to do it so yeah that's kind of my story really excellent you know it's quite refreshing so like you say especially uh, I think sometimes your niche finds you. And if you are mm. that person that's speaking authentically and, you know, feels comfortable about talking about sex, and it is a quite obviously, again, another important area of re intimate relationships, then I think you naturally attract your own tribe. And uh, sometimes, as I say, the niche finds you. Yeah, yeah, it certainly does. <laughs> but getting back to the topic of communication, trust and intimacy then, um, what do you think is the main, I uh, suppose, issues that either yourself or your uh, prospective clients or current clients have uh, had in terms of those sorts of issues that you can give us examples of? Yeah. So with us, it was always, which I, I see with a lot of my clients as well. I can certainly see myself in them years ago. And it's just that you just push everything under the carpet you just think, oh, I'm I'm not going to talk about that right now because I can't find the confidence or I can't find the right words to say. And then when you do, it then all blows up into an argument because you're both really like, really het up and you just can't find the courage to even say anything. And I think I did one of my daily reminders yesterday, actually, it was all about how, which is so true, it's like little things always build up to like a big snowball effect. And when you've got this little tiny cherry on the top of a big ice cream or like an iceberg, you've got the tiny tip at the top and then a massive thing underneath. The massive bit underneath is all of these little niggles that have just built and built and built over the past few months or maybe even a couple of years where you haven't been able to be yourself and you haven't been able to really just allow the conversation to come out because you're you're fearful of what your partner might do might do you're fearful of oh no they they won't think good of me because i'm going to say this or it's just the way that you say it so when you can kind of come back to yourself and 
breathe, like do so many different tools and techniques that you can do. And with my clients, I do breath work because that really, really helped Darren and I to connect back up to each other again. It really does allow you to find the courage to actually say, well, no, I don't want to do that. Or no, that's not right. We're not going to do it this way. Or even just listening, like communication, talking and listening can come out both together but also communication it doesn't really mean that it has to be a talking communication it can be like a touch or a physical touch it can be writing down like write a letter to your partner especially if you go trying to figure out the words and you can't really figure out where you're wanting to come from because you've got it all up in your head and you really struggle to actually say it Whereas if you write it down in just like gobbledygook, it doesn't have to make any sense, but it's coming out of your head and onto paper. And then you can read it back to yourself and then you can kind of get a more of a better understanding of where you need to be. But if you're on different paths and I've got a client at the moment that's on a different path to her partner, they are so different. Like they won't talk to each other. They'll always end up in arguments all the time. And it's trying to navigate how to communicate with each other now one's a talker the other one doesn't really like talking so it's then trying to find okay well let's go for a walk and we can maybe just sit and listen to each other or just sit and just be quiet and then you can then start to talk it might be you need a hug one day and that's like your touch communication it might be intimacy it might be just something else that you just really struggle with and you you just can't say it you can't seem to get it out but when you do say it, everything changes for the better. Yeah, I like the idea of you saying sometimes, you know, if you can't verbalise it, try writing it down. And then even if you need to sort of re reframe that when you're actually communicating that, you know, you can just say that, you know, I found it difficult to talk about this with you, but I've wrote it down, you know, because it makes it easier for me to say it. Then, uh, you know, I think that's a great tip because sometimes we don't want to say something because we're fearful like you say of causing conflict or hurting somebody's feelings or we're wondering how they might receive it and they might receive it badly and uh, you know take it as criticism when that's not the intention the intention is to you know um, address it release yeah. it and, and make the relationship better isn't it yeah yeah and also I I find with like my talk therapy clients is that they can't really say something they can't find the courage to say something to each other to their faces because you're you're fearful of what their face or what their facial expressions will be like their body language what is it like so another massive top tip <laughs> i'm giving all my all my tips away um is to and i get my clients to do this and it really works it's amazing is to sit back to back so you're not actually looking at each other but you're touching each other and taking in three big deep breaths because you're actually feeling each other on on your back and you're feeling their breath coming in and then you start to then regulate your breath together and then one of you talks because you're not actually looking at each other one of you talks the other one listens but doesn't interrupt and really takes in on board what that person's saying and then the person talking then says okay i've finished now your turn and then that other person that's just stopped talking is not allowed to say anything until the other person has stopped and then it kind of just is like bat and ball it can go back 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 and forward back and forward until it's actually sorted out i love that idea and I, I've done something similar with my partner where we we didn't face each other but we spoke to to the tv screen which I obviously switched yeah, that's a good idea. The time. but <laughs> like you say it makes sometimes makes it easier when you're not facing each other because then you can't be influenced by somebody's 
um, like you say, uh, facial expressions or look of hurt or or look of, um, you know, wanting to jump in or whatever they might be wanting to do. But, you know, setting those ground rules first, uh, somebody for going first and having their say without being interrupted is brilliant. Yeah, I do love that. And it can be anything as well, like communication, especially with intimacy. Sometimes you feel like, oh, I can't say this or I I don't like the way my partner touches me, but I can't say that now because he's touched me for so many years and I can't I can't undo that now. So it's like little subtle changes where if you are in bed together and yes, you're being intimate with each other and you can then guide their hands to wherever you want to be touched and, and then say, this is how I like to be touched because then you're both in the moment. It's not like you're, I don't know, cooking dinner or something like that and say, I, don't, I didn't like the way you did that last night or I don't like the way you touched me. And then that can have a massive impact on not only like their self-esteem, but also, oh, am I not good enough now? And that can really affect couples. So it's just little subtle things that you can bring into the intimacy part of it because communication is is to do with the whole lot, like friendships, relationships with well, family members, intimate relationships, just, yeah, relationships, brother, sister or partner is it's so different and different ways of communication can always come at different parts of your life as well. It doesn't just have to be related to your partner. That's very true. And I found one of the, another good tip for me to um, share with my clients is to put anything that you want to um, change, you know, want uh, progression in, uh, in the middle of what I call the shit, shit sandwich. So in other words, you start off with something, saying something nice about what your partner does for you, but then you sort of say, well, this is what I pre prefer. You know, this is the way uh, I'd really like to change things up or or have things, this is what I want doing differently um, going forward that would really make me very happy. And then uh, overall at the end is the, the final piece of bread, which is the, you know, um, what what something nice that you can say overall about your partner so the the actual shit bit is in the middle <laughs> <laughs> i love that that's such a great idea i love that <laughs> because and then they're more open to receive you know if you start off with oh well you know uh this is what i want you to change or this is how we, we can make things work better they might not receive it quite so well because uh, they're all automatically on the defensive uh, mm. and uh if you start off with something nice and then weave the the shit in the middle of the sandwich <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in in a way that's presented, you know, as, as nice as you can put it, you know. Um, and usually that isn't about finger pointing, is it? You know, it's not about you always do this or you always do that and and playing the the blame game. It's it's more about what what do I want in, yeah. in, in this situation that's going to make me feel happy. And uh, if you put yeah. it across like that, it, it's always better. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so um, talking more about intimacy then, like you say, that, that can be a tricky one for a lot of people because, like you say, I'm sure it's common throughout the world, not just with, with the Brits, but um, sex is sometimes a, an even bigger subject um, that, that people have a hard time talking about. And I think you're right, you know, talking about it in the moment, in the bedroom, and actually guiding your partner to what they want is 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 a great tip as well any other tips around how to express what you want in terms of what, when it comes to intimacy yeah especially with some of my clients who haven't had intimacy for like three six months even a year 
they're really then stuck because it's it's really difficult to kind of get back into that and you've just lost that you've become more best friends than you have lovers really or yeah husband and wife so even i normally would say like send a flirty text message to your partner because you haven't done anything even for like a few weeks even if you haven't done anything for a few weeks or it's just become awkward send that text because really kind of get into the moment of i really would love to do this to you and i don't know how to say it so uh, and this can be like one thing that you just think oh my word what are they going to say how are they going to say it especially even if well i'm in my bedroom at the moment my husband's downstairs in the office <laughs> so even if you're working from home like most of us still are you can just still do that and and just be flirty with each other and i always say like bring the bring the fun back into the relationship remember when you were first together you wouldn't have got together if you weren't fun with each other and it's just got a bit too serious it got a bit boring and you just can't feel like having fun you can't be yourself anymore because you've had this barrier up whatever it is and you just have not been intimate you might have i don't know you might have had a baby recently and you've got like a bit of a mummy tummy i certainly did i've gone back to normal now like my kids are nine and six but it's like you always your body changes and you just feel a little bit left out you don't feel like yourself you just feel a bit meh, especially this time of year as well it can really get your self-confidence really really low and by coming back to yourself so really healing yourself first by doing breath work, like movement, journaling, EFT tapping, all of these kind of things will help you to get back into your body and for you to love yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, you can't then love another person. And then when you come into the intimate side of it, it really then you really struggle because you don't feel confident in your body. So having somebody else look at your body who you haven't really been intimate with for a while, it's really going to hit you. So by yeah, coming back and healing yourself first, getting rid of all these negative thoughts. Another one is uh, mirror work. And I have my mirror right here actually, but writing mirror, writing affirmations on your mirror saying, I am, so I am loved, I am strong, I am whatever it is. You can look in the mirror when you're doing your hair, your makeup, or just getting ready in the morning, reading those messages. And then that really affirms how you start your day. So. I am sexy, I am powerful, I am a goddess in the bedroom, I don't know, I'm just throwing stuff at it. (laughs) But it will always then reaffirm your mind and then you start to be more confident in yourself, especially if you've been a little mouse for a few years or months, whatever it is. You then start to have better confidence in yourself and then your partner then notices, especially when you're in your ovulation phase. Now, if you are still, um, if you're still in like your, baby making years <laughs> if you're not if like you're perimenopausal like I am I'm 41 I'm kind of getting to perimenopausal your cycle will be all over the place so if you don't really have a cycle or your cycle is all over the place then you can sync your cycle to the moon or you can sync your body to the moon so that's a whole nother subject but <laughs> the moon has four stages we have four stages in our cycle and there's a stage that is your ovulation phase that is when you're most magnetic and you probably know this with your energetic stuff this is when you're most magnetic to 
everybody around you and you will be giving off these sexual vibes you'll be giving off these confident vibes that you just think oh look someone's looking at me today I'm, I'm liking that that's really nice or my husband actually does want sex with me today that's really nice so it's you only get about four or five days not even that actually within your month that you are energetically poised to have obviously the ovulation because you're your body is saying i i want a baby so yeah energetic wise you are in that space and it is so good to kind of be in that space so healing yourself first before you can then yeah have have more of an intimate relationship that's where the main thing that i would be yeah i, th- I think i just wanted to pick up on as well there's probably women listening who think well you know i do love another person but don't necessarily look in the mirror and think that I love myself but um I think that in that instance you're probably not having the healthiest relationship that you could possibly have you know Mm -hmm. because once we do really focus on loving ourselves then we do start moving towards having a lot healthier relationships with others don't we yes yeah definitely yeah it really is it's just navigating that and and at the time as well but then also when and if you are in bed both of you are going to be nervous because you haven't done anything you haven't been intimate for a a few months so just just being naked with each other just going back to the basics go back to the start being naked with each other maybe just stroking each other giving each other a massage or like a head massage just connecting back because you've lost that intimate connection and it's just little steps slowly and then if you wanted to go the full way, go the full way. But it's just building up that that time. And I was working with a guy uh, a couple of weeks ago and he'd said that his wife is going through menopause and that they haven't had sex for about a year. And I was giving him all of the, these tips. And then I think Saturday or Sunday, he messaged and said, oh, we just had the best evening. It was really, really lovely. We felt connected. And I thought, wow, that's amazing. And it was like the first step. And I thought that's so good. He was like, we didn't actually have sex, but we felt more connected than we ever have been. I thought, wow, that is amazing. That's such such a lovely feedback because he was worried about what she would think. And then you're getting it in your mind. You're like, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. But you're actually building a bad picture up when actually real life, it might not happen that way. It might be so different. Absolutely. I think sometimes we do get too much in our heads, don't we? And um, misunderstand um, or make assumptions about what our partner's thinking and feeling when they they could be just thinking and feeling exactly the same as you and want that intimacy, but are not, you know, are, are waiting for the other partner to, to make the first move sort of thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in that direction. Uh, yeah. I'm, I've been quite lucky, actually, because I'm 63 now. I went through my menopause early 50s. And I didn't really suffer any adverse symptoms, to be honest with you. And, um, you know, uh, sex has always been great. So (laughs) (laughs) you're on the right track. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, I can honestly say, you know, my my relationship at the time, you know, uh, didn't didn't suffer for going through the menopause. And I think a lot of it is to do with your your energy and your uh, attitude towards it as well Mm -hmm. can have a big impact. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah energetic wise especially if you're negative about things you're going to attract negative things whereas if you start off on a positive you're going to attract the positive absolutely 100 percent agree with that so the other area that we've not really touched on is is the trust area Gemma so how can we you know um I suppose have conversations or generate more trust in a relationship especially you know if that trust maybe has been breached in the past 
Yes. And that comes back to, yeah, trust or um, hurt or trauma in your past, which could could come from childhood trauma, or it could be in a form of like with me, a miscarriage. It can be anything like that because I, I know when I had the miscarriage for six, eight months, I didn't really want sex because it would just be like, oh, I don't want to feel pregnant again. I did want to be pregnant, but I didn't want that chance that I was still going through that hurt from the previous miscarriage, which I lost at six weeks, but we didn't know until 12 weeks when we had the 12 week scan that it actually died at six weeks. So it was called a missed miscarriage. So then you're thinking you're putting that blame on yourself and what did I do? Did I cause this? The same with like a um, inf- inf- no, what's the word? <laughs> I forgot. Infidelity. Infidelity. Yeah, especially like that as well. Some of my clients have been through that, and it's because you are not in the right headspace with your relationship there and then that the partner or you go elsewhere because you're not getting that attention from your partner you're getting that attention from someone else so then to come back from that whatever trauma it is you have to heal from that trauma first before you then start to move through the trauma as a partnership as a relationship and especially if you are trying to build that trust again especially if there has been um an affair happened it's then talking being open being honest being vulnerable about how you both feel and if it was your partner that had had the affair okay come back to you don't blame yourself but there is some blame to blame yourself because there was something wrong in the relationship that you caused together and i'm not saying right yeah you've just caused that there is the, there's no communication there's no intimacy so then the other person will then go off or the other way around you've you've been you've had an affair and your partner feels like left out and things like that and the other way so it is it's trying to heal from inside out first before you can then heal the relationship so by talking by communicating by just being really, really open and just saying, right, you hurt me, or I really need to get rid of this trauma because it's really painful right now. Or I don't know, you might've had some sexual trauma as a child or a teenager, or even like as an adult, your thoughts and feelings will always come back to this trauma, especially when you're in kind of the same situation. Maybe you're in bed, you're naked, and you're just about to have sex, but you get all of these thoughts and feelings in your mind. You just, you can't, move through it you're not enjoying sex you're not enjoying the time you have with your partner yes you can trust them but also you're going back to the hurt that's been caused by somebody else so by coming back to yourself doing eft tapping doing breath work meditation it all really really helps talk therapy it can really really help your mind settle and doing meditation is is a really, really good way to get rid of all this. The same with crying, like cry out your thoughts. Don't shush all your thoughts out. Journal out your thoughts, scream into a pillow or scream in the car if you're on your own. Doing all of these things energetically will get out all of this negative energy for you to then come back, to be able to trust again, to be able to, yeah, feel the connection with your partner, but knowing and understanding that they are doing the healing work as well. and being understanding that you are going through the healing and that might take a few months it might take weeks it might even take a few years 
but knowing that you're on the right path and every step you take is is a better one than if you step backwards and sometimes you might because you're not you're not going to be perfect all the time you're not going to have this yeah vibrate a higher vibration all the time we're just human (laughs) we can still have all of these these feelings so it is just building yeah building the trust up by being open vulnerable and honest that's great advice and also creating a safe space for each other i think especially women um who are prone to be very dramatic and um you know volatile um can sometimes stop their partner from wanting to confide in them because they've not created that safe space because previously when the their partner has confided in them they've reacted in such a way that you know it's it's taught them that oh my god i can't trust this woman Mm-hmm. um to to receive what i've got to tell her in a to confide in her in, in a safe space because um she's just going to react like this and then you know men quite often will then minimize whatever they've done if they've made a mistake or trivialize it or deny it because they want to um not be on the end of any drama <laughs> or, yes. or conflict yeah. definitely that's a big one <laughs> It really is just because you need to feel that you can talk to your partner about anything, but also when you've had this trust issue, whatever it might be, they might then, even if it's like some family issue and that you and your partner haven't been through it or yeah, there's, there's going to be issues within the relationship itself. It's, it's just allowing each other to say how they feel rather than no 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 you're wrong you're wrong you're wrong it's yeah being able to just say how you feel in a safe space instead of yeah just not and and feeling like you can't say it because in fear of that your partner's going to shout or do something but then also it might trigger them as well so something that you've come home and said or yeah like a friend i don't know a friend has upset you and you can't trust your friend anymore your partner is then going to be on the other end of like well this isn't right we need to sort this out blah 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 and then that can cause friction between the two of you rather than the actual friend so yeah that's a whole nother thing well. yeah i mean it could be just sort of something like you know if say he's had an accident in the car or something like that mm-hmm. and previously you know where uh, when that, that that's happened you you've really gone off the upon one yeah. <laughs> in, 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 I mean it's not the sort of thing that I'd go off on one but I've seen those scenarios within my you know within my family dynamics and also within my clients as well where that, that's been an issue and and then obviously the guy's not wanted to, to then ever confide you know if he's made a mistake or had an accident uh, or uh, tried to trivialize it or minimize it um, yeah. uh, in, in any future conversation because he's not felt safe Yes. Trust his woman not to overreact and dramatize it and, and get really upset. So it's yeah. important yeah. to, you know, um, make a safe, create a safe space for each other, isn't it? To, to yes. be able to be vulnerable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it definitely is. Being vulnerable is hard. It really is hard, but it's the best way to deal with things. Absolutely. So what, Gemma, would be the best form of communication or contact for any listeners that would like to get in touch with you, um, having now been introduced to this topic around communication, trust and intimacy and wanting to find out more. Yeah, my website is www.gemmaniece.com 
uh, .com. <laughs> I was going to say my email address. Then. No, Gemini's.com. You can find me there. You can always send me an email as well. All my socials are on there. I'm mainly on LinkedIn and, in, and Instagram as well. Great. Thank you very much for that. And uh, it's been a very insightful conversation. Lots and lots of tips. And just any final words of wisdom around this topic of communication, trust and intimacy before we wrap things up? Yeah, be open, honest, have fun in your relationship and just say how you feel all the time. Absolutely. And I think it, that's the key thing, saying how we feel rather than finger pointing uh, is, is a, such a great tip in itself. And it's usually really well received by guys. You know, if you say how you feel rather than say you always do this, say how you feel instead <laughs> it, it works yeah. out a whole whole lot better so thank you so much for that Gemma it's been a great conversation it's been really good thank you very much for having me on I've enjoyed it so it just leaves me to say that true love starts with opening our hearts and until next time goodbye for now thanks for listening to the hearts entwined podcast you can follow Lynn via the Facebook group two hearts entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.